PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You run around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of a TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert, and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika. With me today are my good friends, Petra Burke and Kate Abbott from Kindred Spirits Canine Education Center in Vista, California. In the last couple weeks, we've been talking about adding a puppy or a new dog to your household. Uh, In our first podcast, we talked about what kind of dogs, activity levels, whether you have the time for a dog, the inclination for a dog, whether everyone in the family wants a dog, all kinds of uh, points that need to be thought about before you make this decision. And then in the last week's show, we talked a little bit more about the same subjects, plus where are you going to get a dog? Are you going to get a dog or are you going to get a puppy? Do you want to go to a breeder? Do you want to go to a shelter or purebred rescue? And uh, just again, giving you some grains of thought for uh, making this very important decision, one that we hope will last for the next 14 to 16 years of your life. Today we want to talk about what to do when you bring home this new family member. But first, we need to give our sponsors a chance to say hi and introduce themselves. So hold on. We'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. There's nothing like a shaggy dog, baby. They're shagatonic. And this is the place to find out how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Oh, yeah. So stop by our pad every week and get switched on, baby. Switched on to the show that's all about attitude. Oh, behave. With your groovy host, pet edutainer Arden Moore. Yeah, baby, yeah. Every week on demand on PetLifeRadio.com. Pets are part of the family, and when traveling with your dog, there's only one magazine to include when packing your doggy's duffel bag, and that's Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each bi-monthly issue includes hotel, city and state reviews, and doggy destinations to explore with your furry companion. Fido Friendly magazine can be found at Borders, Barnes & Noble, PetSmart, Pet Boutiques, and Fido Friendly hotels nationwide. Or you can go online to subscribe at www.fidofriendly.com. So get traveling with your pet today and leave no dog behind. And remember, Fido Friendly's the only magazine dedicated to the travel lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. (laughs) 
Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika. With me are Petra Burke and Kate Abbott. And today we're talking about uh, what to do when it's time to bring home that puppy. I guess the first thing we need to talk about is what stuff do you need? What do you need to have before you bring home that dog? Well, I would highly suggest you get a crate appropriate for your puppy's size. Amen. They have some (laughs) wonderful ones now, too, that um, you can plan for the adult dog, but put dividers in Mm -hmm. for the puppy. Right, so you don't need to buy five or six crates as he grows up. Because rule number one, you don't want to get a huge crate. For for a little bitty puppy. For a little bitty puppy. (laughs) No, that's not going to work. Crate should be your puppy's safety den. So if it's too big, it, it's scary. Um, too big, they have room to piddle in it and get away from it. Or play finger help. paint with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't help with the house training. Um, so it should be just enough for them to go in and turn around and settle down in. But I think adjustable crates is nice. That's a great idea. Yep. Wish they had them when I had all the puppies. (laughs) (laughs) Baby gates, so you can block off areas when you do have puppy Mm -hmm. out in the house with you. Exercise pens. If you don't know what those are, those are uh, foldable, movable, portable fences. They're like uh, they're like puppy dog play pens, like a like a baby's play pen, but for dogs. Metal or plastic panels that uh-huh. won't like shape or into anything. Wood we even saw. Oh, the wood were really nice. Yeah, yeah. that's another uh, podcast. But uh, <laughs> exercise pens are great because they're uh, malleable. You can make them fit specific areas. I I couldn't raise a puppy without exercise pens. I just absolutely love yeah. them. Love them. And even mm-hmm. if you don't use them as, uh, I mean, if you use them as a puppy, and think. Why waste the time, the money? I'm only going to use it while he's a puppy, then not. Uh uh-uh. uh. You use them all oh. your dog's life. Oh my gosh, yeah, they're, they come in so handy. Take them and with you, you when you travel. Mm-hmm. If you've got one of those extra wide doorways with the arches and all of that, like I have in my house, they're nice because <laughs> you can't find, find a baby gate. <laughs> baby gate that'll fit easily or cheaply. Mm-hmm. Um, and X10 yeah. does both. Yeah. Uh, your puppy also needs some food dishes, some water dishes, and food. <laughs> Good food. Good food. Well, start off with whatever they've been feeding him because you don't want to change food the first night home. So find out what the dog has been eating or the puppy's been eating. Make sure you have some of that on hand. Uh, Petra, if you remember when we got Logan and Bashir, Mm -hmm. they were eating a different food. It Mm -hmm. took me about a month and a half to get Bashir switched over. Yeah, I had to take my time because even though the food that I was feeding was a slightly better quality food than the breeder was feeding. (laughs) It was obviously a little bit richer, and if I switched too fast, he started to get soft stools. Right. So be sure you know what your puppy has been eating before you leave. And when I brought Logan home, I actually had, we got some from breeder, which was nice, then went and got a little bag of it, and then had good food available, so. And gradually switched them over. Exactly. Right. You'll need some grooming tools, puppies. Not only just brush and comb, depending on the breed. Toenail clippers. Toenail clippers. Puppies oh, have little sharp, sharp little nails. nails. Yes. I'm used to it, too, now. Yes, Early. yes. Toys. 
Oh, definitely keep that puppy <laughs> busy on the things he's supposed to chew on. <laughs> and that doesn't mean an old slipper or an old tennis shoe. I still hear that once a in a while. Knotted sock. No, yeah. Like, no. Dog toys. <laughs> things that are distinctly dog toys. Especially a Kong. It's one of my favorite puppy toys. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes. Kong, if you don't know what it is, and I can't imagine that anyone doesn't now, but I'm sure there are people who don't know what it is. It looks like a red or a black or a blue and white hard rubber snowman yep. that's Hol hollow. Yep. And the key to the Kong is what you can do is put a little soft cheese or some peanut butter at one end to block it. Then fill it up with little bits of kibble or treats or whatever, and then plug the other end with peanut butter or soft cheese. When you go to leave somewhere, give the puppy this Kong. It'll take him a while to work it out, and he won't even notice you're gone. Yeah. Hence, you're preventing separation anxiety. <laughs> and now they have toys you can put treats in. So yes. if you have a puppy, and you'll know that is a thinker. Yes. And that watches everything. There you go. Get a... Treat dispenser, a food dispenser. You're not yes, only preventing yep. separation anxiety. You're rewarding the puppy when you leave. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, go now. Give me my Kong. Uh huh. <laughs> yep, yep. Very good. Okay, what else do the puppy? What else should the owner do before bringing home a puppy? Uh, you're going to need a, a cleaning kit and lots of towels. Paper towels, <laughs> nature's oh, miracle. And here's one we hear all the time: Don't spend the money to get a bed. <laughs> oh, because they're no. usually torn up the first no. night. If yeah. you're lucky, don't get an expensive dog night. bed. Yeah, yeah, don't get an expensive no. dog bed. Use uh, some old t-shirts, or I, I prefer actually not to use old towels because terry cloth towels have all those little strings. Yeah, that puppies can pull apart, mm -hmm. so they're okay. But your old t-shirts are actually better because they smell like you. Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. Uh, they absorb uh, moisture, and you can just throw them in the washing machine. So uh, don't spend your money on an expensive bed. You can get that when your dog's all grown up. Leash what, and collar. Yeah, leash and collar are important. Mm -hmm. uh, another thing that, that I think is, is extremely important, you don't have to go shop for, but something you need to do, puppy-proof your house, puppy-proof <laughs> your yard, puppy-proof your fence, puppy-proof your gate. Get puppy. down on your hands and knees. Yes. And look at the world from your puppy's viewpoint. Because or at that point, <laughs> on your chest, crawling on your tummy. <laughs> well, depending on how big... <laughs> depending on how big your puppy is. <laughs> uh, but puppies will find anything and everything to play with. And that means dangling phone cords, dangling... Uh, Electrical cords, the remote control to your TV or VCR or DVD player. Um, and puppies do like electronics. Yes. They love remote controls. I think because they smell like us and they make a hum or something. But they do love them. Um, look at the fence. Make sure the fence is totally secure. Make sure that uh, there's no gaps underneath the fence because puppies can fit in little bitty tiny places. That's Make why crawling around at the height of a puppy is... <laughs> it's a whole new world. It's really fun, <laughs> it is. It's really fun. It's like, wow, that's what they see from down here. And don't forget, oh, and there's that hole they could crawl through. <laughs> and don't forget to look at the other people in your house and you see how they look from a puppy's point of view. It's like, whoa, they're way up there. <laughs> yep. Okay, so Kate and I just get anyway. excited. Okay, yeah. all right. 
The other thing is don't assume that a puppy won't get into something. Oh, why yeah. would he do that? He won't get into that. Yes, he will. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, prevention, prevention, prevention. That's the that's one of Kindred Spirit's uh, uh, favorite sayings. Prevention, prevention, prevention. So puppy-proof your house. All right. So anything else we need to do before we bring home this new four-footed family member? We've gone shopping. We've oh. puppy-proofed. Get Liz's book on raising a puppy. <laughs> That'll give you something to do while you just can't wait until the puppy goes home. Well, since Kate made this shameless plug, <laughs> name of the book is The Kiss Guide to Raising a Puppy, published by DK Publishing. It's up on Amazon.com. Personally, I think it's a wonderful book, but then I'm biased. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we're going to bring this puppy that home. That comes under the heading of mental preparedness. Yes, there you there, go. Yes, there you go. Yes. yes. So you're all ready. Um, when should you bring this puppy home? Well, first of all, if you're getting an adult dog, um, the dog's the age he is. If you're getting a puppy, please don't bring home a puppy before eight and a half weeks of age. Uh, as a behaviorist myself, I prefer nine to ten weeks of age. We do see in our uh, when we get calls from people for our puppy training classes that they've brought home a puppy at five or six weeks of age, and their reasoning is, well, the breeder said, and of course I have to have to qualify that phrase breeder, but because uh, a reputable breeder will never send home a puppy at five or six weeks of age, but the breeder said he's weaned now, he can go. That's only part of the equation. <sighs> Our parents did a lot more for us than just shove food in our face. They provided guidance for us. They taught us to accept praise and discipline. They provided rules for social behavior. And mama dogs the same way. We see an awful lot of behavior problems from puppies who leave mom at five or six weeks of age. We do, a lot. And and I think, well, like our friend of ours who has the Roddy puppies, mm-hmm. um, she's not letting any of them go until they're nine weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The best dogs I've had are dogs that left mom at nine to ten weeks of age. Yes. My experience in the I puppy agree. class is those that leave early have a hard time learning how to accept no. Yes, because mm-hmm. mom hasn't taught them discipline. Mm-hmm. They took those needle-sharp teeth, bit mom's toe or ear, and, and mom goes, cut it out. And the puppy goes, oh, okay, gotcha. When puppies leave too soon, they've missed those lessons. And they go home to people who adore them. Oh, he's so cute. And want to make up for taking away from their four-legged mom. So I'm going to love you lots and make up for it. And I'll never tell you no. And so the puppy (laughs) thinks he's the center of the universe. And even if he is the center of your life, he doesn't need to know that. (laughs) He really shouldn't know that. Or that fear period, the first one. Yeah. Many puppies go through a fear period at eight weeks of age. Mm -hmm. And so if they leave mom at eight weeks of age and they go for a ride in your car to go home and they become frightened, that's when you get puppies who don't want to jump in the car later, puppies who get car sick later, because that car is a really, really scary thing and it took them away from their mom. And uh, in that critical fear stage, that's uh, they're very impressionable. So ideally, nine to 10 weeks of age. Uh, If you can, bring the puppy home on 
a Friday night if you're going to be home all day Saturday and Sunday. Then you get to spend time with a puppy. Mm-hmm. Or if you're lucky on a long weekend or something. Or, I think I've done it. Take a week <laughs> off from work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take off from work. <laughs> Vacation. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> the other thing, when you bring this puppy home, this is the first couple days is not the time to show him off to all your friends and neighbors <laughs> and let them go, Oh, look at that puppy. Scare the you know what I can't say it on radio. Scare it out of him. Uh, this is a time for the puppy to get to know you and bond with you and your family. You can have a couple of close friends come over, but make sure they're going to be calm. They're going to be quiet. They're not going to finger fight with the puppy. You know what I mean by finger fight? Fingers blah, 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 slap, slap face. face. Yeah, you know. Uh, you protect your puppy. Oh, and for Pete's sake, don't let them bring uh, Bruno the dog, who's three years old and untrained, over to meet the puppy. Oh, yes, 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 oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or out and about. If your Don't take the puppy to the grocery store. or anything yet. Yeah. The, the, let him stay home this week, this mm -hmm. first weekend. Get to know you and your family and start to bond with you. But also right in the beginning. The house training. Start it right away. Don't give him Break. And we're back <laughs> to the crate that. again. <laughs> There's that crate. <laughs> so the first night, crate train. Um, again, putting your t-shirts that smell like you in there. Um, I know some people, you know, and it works for some dogs. I haven't done it with any of mine. Put a stuffed animal in there. You know. No, they're just um, going to rip it up. But. Yeah. <laughs> but I have, when I had Papillons, I have put an old-fashioned ticking clock in yeah. there. Yeah. Clock. Yeah. I, I usually yeah. don't do that with the bigger puppies. I'm not sure why. Maybe because the Papillons were just so tiny. But I put a clock in there with them. One of our students with a tiny Tibetan Spaniel. Yeah, she actually found a kid's thing that had a heartbeat and yes. a, a microwavable oh, yes. insert. Right. Uh -huh. So rather warmth than the old water bottle, it was warmth and a heartbeat sure. in uh -huh. a baby. Uh -huh. And that really helped her, uh, her little puppy settle down. Sure. Yeah. Yep. But, of course, they had the crate next to the bed, so they could keep checking and make sure the puppy wasn't eating something it shouldn't be. Yeah. yeah. I think the biggest mistake is when the puppy starts making noise. Well, first they will, and you'll have to let them out because they're not going to hold it. And then they're just so cute, and let's just take them in bed with us. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fall for it. Puppies are very good people trainers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, should you expect the puppy to go all night? No, no, probably not. He's probably going to have to make one or two trips out, mm -hmm. especially the first week or so. Mm -hmm. uh, but don't let him get you outside and then start dashing and barking and playing. If now you we're back to the leash. Yes. <laughs> Put him on his leash and collar when you take him out back. He's to go potty and that's it. Don't respond to anything he does until he pees or poops and then praise him. Uh, don't chase him around. Don't tell him how cute he is. Don't and throw don't, the ball. Don't think that playing will encourage him to go. It'll just encourage him to play more. Yep. <laughs> just think about it. Then as soon as he does go, then you snatch him up and run inside. So he learns that as play soon more. as he goes, yeah. he gets to, yeah, so I might as well play more and hold it and hold it and hold it because mm -hmm. I'll get to stay out longer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, introduce your house training schedule uh, during the day. Puppy should not have free run of the house. Keep the puppy in the room with you. 
Start getting him outside on a regular schedule. Give him a command to relieve himself. I I have to admit, I use go potty. It's kind oh, of I embarrassing out in public. Kate mm-hmm. uses get busy, and I really like that. Um, I'd well, like... somebody told me it does have another connotation, sexual connotation. <laughs> oh, well, that... I haven't even thought about that. That yet. lost me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're so sheltered. <laughs> I don't consider myself sheltered, but I didn't know that. <laughs> Here. But it's it's hard to change if you've used go, go potty for years and you still have older dogs who know what it means. Yeah. yeah. But you want to use a word or a phrase because you're going to use this the rest of your dog's life. So uh, introduce a phrase, uh, get the dog out on a regular basis, praise him when he goes, don't say anything before he starts. Put him and, on a feeding schedule as well. And the feeding schedule will help with the house training schedule. And uh, when you can't supervise the puppy, put him back in his crate or put him in a safe place outside. If you've got a little bitty tiny dog, build a little bitty dog run that's covered. Uh, If you've got a small yard and you've got a bigger breed puppy and your yard is safe, puppy-proofed safe, he can spend some time out in the yard also. He doesn't have to be under your skin all the time. In fact, that can create separation anxiety problems later too. Well, let's take a break. We need to uh, let our sponsors have a say, and then we'll be back and we'll talk more about puppies in these first first couple of days. So don't go anywhere. Hold on. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. That's it. You're madder than a junkyard dog, and you're not going to take it anymore. Your feathers are ruffled, your dander is up, and you've got a definite bone to pick. Join us each week on Pet Peeves, the show that lets you dig through the dirt and unleash your passion for pets. Your host, pet expert and award-winning author, Amy Shojai, will talk about what makes you howl and what hisses you off. Pet Peeves, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. 
Patrick, Kate, and I have been talking uh, in this show about what to do when that puppy comes home. You got him home, you're looking at this cute, adorable thing, and then panic sets in. Ah, what to do? It's usually like day two or three, all of a sudden you feel overwhelmed. I'm like scared. Did I make the right decision? Should I have gotten an adult? <laughs> and that's about when they call us for baby puppy training, going, oh, I don't know what I got into. Most uh, most trainers will allow puppies to start a baby puppy kindergarten class when they're 10 weeks old and they've had two full sets of shots. You can talk to your veterinarian if, uh, if your veterinarian feels that there is something going around that your puppy could catch and he would prefer your puppy have three shots, that's fine too. You've got to kind of coordinate this between the trainer and the veterinarian. Veterinarians... Try to be a little overprotective about your puppy's physical health. Trainers have a tendency to be a little bit more pushy about your puppy's mental health. Exactly. Uh, Psychological. Oh, yes, because socialization is so important. And when you start puppy class early, you learn as much as your puppy does. We certainly see the difference when they come back for basic class and um, how much more subtle the puppies are, how much easier it is for the owners to learn Yes. And the owners are more relaxed. Yes. Yes. Which brings it to uh, talking about the owners is don't let your puppy get away with murder. (laughs) (laughs) Those cute brown puppy eyes. And I just piddled in front of you, but you still love me. (laughs) I was just chewing on your new leather (laughs) shoes. But you still love me, right? Right. Basic rule of thumb. Don't let your puppy get away with anything as a baby that you don't want him to do as an adult. We hear people all the time in puppy class or even basic class saying, well, he'll outgrow it. Oh, Oh, gosh. We hear that, yeah, a lot. On a very sad note, that happened to a puppy that I actually recommend to be put down because they kept thinking he would outgrow his aggressive fearfulness. Until he became a small Rottweiler size. And gosh, he still had not grown it. It had become a very firmly entrenched part of his personality. I think what dog owners and especially puppy owners need to understand is that anything that is rewarded from the puppy's point of view is going to happen again. And it doesn't have to be a reward from you. So, for example, you teach the puppy to sit pop a treat in his mouth and tell him, good boy. Yes, he's more apt to sit again because he got the praise and the treat. But activities can also be self-rewarding. I mean, digging in the trash? Yeah. Barking at the door, getting an adrenaline rush? Uh Yeah. Uh, One of my stories as to how I got into dog training. Uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Was 19, graduated, got a job, got a car, got a an apartment, well, half of a duplex that allowed pets, got a dog. Always, always wanted a German Shepherd. My folks had had toy poodles. I wanted a German Shepherd. Well, sole support of myself, just getting out into the workforce, I worked eight, nine, ten hours a day. I probably really should not have gotten a dog, but I did. Uh, had put a dog door in the back door. That's so, what good owners do. <clears throat> yeah, so he could have access to the house and go out to the backyard. Sure. Walked in the door one day, 
and there was three foot of fiber fill and fabric and torn magazines and everything else covering the living room floor. And my sofa was a two by four and spring frame. I know how those suckers are built because I had to cut it out and put it out for the trash. And eight trash bags later, I finally cleaned up the living room. But the point of the story is that dog, we started training like the next day, but that German Shepherd who became a certified search and rescue dog competed in, in the California finals for Frisbee Catch and Fetch, which is unusual for a German Shepherd, uh, learned to pull a cart, did all these things, advanced obedience titles. For the rest of his life, I could not trust him with furniture <laughs> because he found out how fun it was. Oh, couch. Yeah. Couch. If, if I went to take a shower and he was bored and didn't have a Kong and I didn't throw him out in the backyard... When I walked back out of the shower, he'd have the corner of his teeth on, on a pillow. Uh, oh, you didn't see me do that. <laughs> Every sofa cushion I had for the rest of his life had teeth marks on it. He learned that it was fun. It was self-rewarding. And sometimes that can be even stronger than the training that you do. So it's very important. Don't let the puppy do anything at this age that you don't want him to do as a grown-up. And that's why we mentioned the shoes earlier, because you're going to give them their old, your old shoe. Well, what's the difference between your old shoe and the new pair that you just bought? Uh, puppy says they both taste good. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And that always amazed me, too. Socks, we give them rawhides. What is a rawhide? It's leather. Yeah. What's a leather shoe? The leather. <laughs> yeah. I guess I, that's why I don't have leather. I have the nylon rubber. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> the one pair of leather boots stays high on the shelf. Yes, yes. Close closet doors. Yes. Close bedroom doors. Put up baby gates. Put up X-pens. Mm -hmm. I had somebody and, ask me this past weekend how they can get her dog to stop grabbing the shoes and hiding them and chewing on them. and Close the door. Yeah, I said, well, put them away. <laughs> he just looked at me like... You're serious? <laughs> the people with the lab, of course it was a lab, that said, how do we get him to stop yet swallowing the children's socks? Oh, jeez. I remember that the bed, one. What, two or three yeah. dollars? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. To, uh, yeah. to get those socks out of those Labradors before yeah. they cause Teach the your kids to put the problem. socks away. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. The concept. Uh, whoa. Okay. Teach the kids to put their dirty <laughs> socks in the laundry hamper and not throw them under the bed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I do have to say at this point, I think we've all watched families come into dog training class. And if the kids are not under control, the dog <laughs> is not going to be under control. Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> the same yeah but then yeah. again, we've seen people come to class and, and the parents get empowered mm -hmm. and teach the kids as well as the dog. <laughs> yes. And that's wonderful. <laughs> Okay, and this brings us back to prevention again. Um, I don't think we can emphasize this enough. Our theory in dog training is we want to set the puppies up to succeed. That means we teach them what to do rather than teach them what not to do. Mm -hmm. Because going back a few more few minutes ago, what the dog is going to do is repeat what is praised. 
What is rewarded? If we set him up to succeed, the dog gets praised and rewarded. He has a feeling of success. He has a feeling of, oh, I can do this. And, and, and then we always, teach him the good habits. It's always easier to show what you should do rather than try to break a habit that's already established. If it's a bad a habit. you don't want. Right, yeah. mm -hmm. right. Right, and that comes back to And how do things prevention. become habits? You practice, practice, practice. If they're practicing chewing on your furniture, if they're practicing sneaking off behind the couch and piddling where nobody notices, that's going to become a habit. Right, right. And that's very easy to become a habit. And I think especially with uh, when we talk about sneaking off, uh, let's take a look at house training as an example. We want to teach the puppy what to do. So we want to set up a schedule. We want to take him outside, praise and reward him for going where he should go. So what happens when he has an accident in the house? Oh, well, I'm going to grab a newspaper and I'm going to drag him over there and I'm going to slam his nose into it while I bang on the floor with the newspaper. Doesn't that work? And what is bang that? Bang on the floor? How about the ones that whap him on the yeah, butt? I know. Yeah. I didn't want to bring that one up. So oh, now no. the puppy learns that his urine and feces are detested and you lose your mind and scare the out of him and that wasn't a bleep <laughs> <laughs> and um and so now what does he do he hides better like yes. maybe in the back mm -hmm. of your closet yep or oh, you know oh, in the yeah. living room that nobody really uses behind in the far corner so whoosh. yep you don't go crazy when you see it because uh -huh. you don't see it for a long time exactly uh -huh. House training is not about teaching the puppy that his urine and feces are bad. His urine and feces are not bad. He's got to do that. That's kind of important. He's yeah. yeah. He, he's got to be able to do that. And ideally, he does it in front of you, outside, or if you have a toy breed dog in the, the doggy litter box. I'm not a fan of those, but for toy breed dogs, I can see where they can have a benefit. Especially if you live in Chicago, where last night it was six degrees. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so I, I can see the benefit of a doggy litter box. But you want the puppy to go for you on command in front of you. You want to show him what you want him to do. Exactly. And where you want him to do it. So you can praise him for it. He is, his act of urinating and his act of defecation should not be wrong. I mean, how many times have we gone traveling? One of our first podcasts for It's a Pet Life Radio was on traveling. Yeah. And we can yeah. tell the dogs, go potty. And they will. On it was command. so nice. So easy. <laughs> Wonderful. Mm -hmm. And even if they've only got to squeeze out 10 drops, mm -hmm. they squeeze out 10 drops. Mm -hmm. Okay, mom, it's empty. That's mm -hmm. what you want to do. If you've taught your dog that Urination and defecation are horrible things. You're never going to see it, but you'll find it later. <laughs> so let's go back to you do catch your puppy in the act of fiddling. What should you do? Slap your own hand because that means you made a mistake. There you go. If the puppy urinates or defecates in the house and you find it, you don't punish the puppy and slap your own hand because that means you failed the puppy. You didn't get him outside in time. You gave you didn't pay enough attention. Mm -hmm. You gave him too much freedom. It was your fault. 
And boy, how many people in puppy class, if we told that and they look at us with a blank look like, what? <laughs> well, as I told the student the other day, I said, you don't let a one-year-old child run around the house without a diaper on. I mean, you're doing the same thing with a puppy if you're not keeping an eye on them. Sure. Yeah, I mean, if you do catch them in the act, I mean, I've done it. Just grab them and run them outside, and usually they'll cut it off real quick, put them outside and let them finish. Then lots of praise. Sure. Good job. Yeah. Exactly. Nice. So then you can interrupt what they're doing wrong, show them what they should do right. Yes. Yep. And finish and by showing them what they, they do right. Yeah. But yep. if it's after the fact, if there's a pile of poop and no puppy dog in, even nope. around, nope. you just get, you get to say, oh, bad owner, bad owner. Yep, exactly. Now, something else you ought to think about um, with a puppy is, what are you going to call this puppy? Oh, <laughs> naming. Uh, naming is such a personal thing. Oh, and, and you've got to, uh, you've got to figure out the puppy's personality uh, you know, usually my husband and I, well, I'll let the world know in on a secret. My husband and I are waiting for a new puppy. Knock on wood. <laughs> they're <We're>, expecting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it sounds like they're expecting, isn't it? <laughs> well, we are. They're born, but we don't know if we've got one yet or one's going to be right. But so meanwhile, I've been making up a list of names. I've got about eight names so far. So we like to have names ready when the puppy comes home, and then we try and suit which one. Yeah. And with Bashir, Bashir, the name Bashir wasn't even on our list. That was one we'd been watching him for about a week. None of the names we came up with fit. And then my husband called from work one day and said, Bashir, and I went, yes, that's it. Mm -hmm. But... Think of, are you going to be able to call this dog by this name for the rest of his life? Well, for example, our friends who are getting the Roddy puppy. Yes. Um, their mom had made, had told the daughter that they wanted a cute name. It's going to be Roddy. It's, it's going to be, it's a and male. And it's a big male huge. Roddy. Yes. So she went down and said, I don't want a name that's scary. Scary. I don't want a name that seems extremely strong. I want no something. Hercules, no, no, butch, no exactly. killer. Killer. Exactly. Yeah. Want something that you say the name and you smile, smile. going, God, how cute. So this list <laughs> Maggie had of like, I don't know, we'll say 20, 25 names. We're down to like five. <laughs> Give the example all these strong, big names that she had available. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, actually, I think the little Yorkie that's named Brutus, I think that's cute. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. Uh, what I'm thinking of is uh, in class a number of years ago, Patron and I had a Rottweiler named Killer. Yeah. And unfortunately, yeah. you can't say Killer with a smile in your voice. You can't look at your dog with love in your eyes and smile and, and, at him and yeah. say, Killer. Uh, was it here? It was the Doberman named Satan. Oh, yeah, Doberman named Satan. Oh, yeah. well, with yeah. the Roddy, Petra and I told the owners, because uh, they were having some significant behavior problems, we told them to rename her. We said, rename her Bubbles. There you go. Because Something. you can't look at a Rottweiler and, and say Bubbles and not giggle. Mm -hmm. And actually, I think, would they rename her Princess? Something, yeah. Something. Yeah. But it's still, softer. a very feminine, soft name mm -hmm. that you can smile. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you're going to hopefully live with this dog for the next 14, 16 years. And so the name you pick is 
one yeah. you better be comfortable with. And well, this new Roddy puppy is going to be Cubby. Yeah, yeah tell me you great. see That's a big so Roddy cute. saying Cubby. That's big black cute. and rust bear cub. Yeah, <laughs> cute. That just yeah. gives you a good feeling. And yep. the name that you're willing to yell out loud on a training field or in your own neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I, I knew somebody that named their dogs God and Goddess, and she actually got a quite perverse thrill out of going, God, come home! <laughs> <laughs> Not everybody would have that same perspective. Yeah, I could see some people being offended <laughs> at yeah, that. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, I have one last thing that I try to encourage puppy people to do, puppy owners, puppy people, puppy owners to do that I saw once, and I just thought it was so much fun, is get your video camera out. Everybody's got a video camera these days. Put your puppy in the same spot uh, and every other day, once a day, every couple of days, and film them for, oh, 30 to 45 seconds. And keep that tape in there and just keep adding on to it. Oh, and you that would be back. fun. Oh, it's so to watch fun. your puppy grow. Yes. Oh, oh, it's great, great very fun. cool. Well, I do so I fun. do like to take pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't fun. stay puppies long. No. They grow up so fast. And then yeah. you're going, My God, this used to be a puppy. <laughs> So, yes, take lots of pictures. The one thing that I want to add before we go is with all the worry about house training and all the worry about starting puppy class and not letting the puppy get away with anything, don't forget to take some time. Just sit down and snuggle with this puppy and love him and bond with him. Oh, and breathe the puppy breath. And puppy breath. And puppy kisses. (laughs) And just bond. And puppy belly. (laughs) Just bond with this new okay, little thing. Okay, we're all being. just melting. <laughs> I can see my puppy's going to get spoiled rotten. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, that's it from us. Uh, it's a doggy dog world. Next week, when we come back, we're going to be talking about the Global Pet Expo in San Diego. We went down uh, last week and spent... Oh, nine hours, nine hours yeah. ten hours, and brought home about 50 pounds of tote bags each. Our shoulders, <laughs> back, and feet were feeling it. <laughs> but what the Global Pet Expo is, all of the manufacturers and distributors of anything pet, if if it's made or been invented or is being thought about being invented. From goldfish to ferret to dog and cat And even horse. some horse, yeah. yeah. Uh, this Incredible. was where all the manufacturers and distributors are showing other pet professionals what they're offering. Uh, we took a lot of uh, time at treat booths, dog food booths. We looked at training equipment. We looked at some cat stuff. And I know this is a it's a doggy dog world, but there's some cat stuff we thought was pretty cool. And we all own cats. So anyway, next week, uh, if we can cram it into a half an hour, we may... <laughs> We may have to take a couple weeks worth of this. But we we're, we're weeding through all our brochures and products as you speak. And next week we'll talk to you about the Global Pet Expo and what's coming up for dog owners. Mm-hmm. Some of the new products we're excited about. Yes, yes exactly. definitely. So that's it from us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. hope it gave you some things to think about. And we'll talk to you next week. See you next week. Bye-bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? 
Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> 